welcome to Wendy's Words of Wisdom. And this week, I'm sorry, we've, we've had a bit of a hiatus. We're back, we're back. And we're back this week with um, a friend of mine called Tara Hickman. Hello, Tara. Hello, hello. <laughs> now, Tara is a, a makeup artist extraordinaire. Um, you've worked on, well, you've worked on loads and loads of stuff, haven't mm-hmm. you? Um, done Strictly Come Dancing for the last seven years. The Voice, um... Oh God! So lots many, of stuff, lots and of lots TV of celebrities program. ask for you. And yeah. what poor Tara, like Tara's come round here um, to visit, and I was like, oh cool, come to my podcast. Um, and Tara and I know each other because uh, we share an ex. <laughs> we do. We, we share do. an ex, which is cool though, because we were just talking earlier on about how great it would be if women actually spoke more to their partners' exes before. They yes. got, you know, before the relationship progressed, it'd be like sort of selling a car. We'd be like used cars. And when you ever buy a car, I go, do you know what? When <laughs> you put it into first, it can be a bit sticky. But then after that, it goes smoother. So, you know, in the same way for relationships, you'd be like, you know what? Expect great presents at birthdays <laughs> and Christmas, but don't be expecting too much emotional disclosure. <laughs> oh, I wish I we'd had that conversation it would be before. Wouldn't it be helpful? <laughs> it would have been really helpful. <laughs> but anyway, so here we are, and I just want to talk to you about makeup because I find makeup artists fascinating. It's a fascinating job, not just mm-hmm. for the artistry, but for all the other stuff that goes with it. Yeah. What kind of stuff do you like doing the best? Um, when I think when you're working with actresses, especially. Actors mm-hmm. have normally done their makeup quite a lot themselves if they've been in theatre. And they always know exactly what they want and how they like it. And oh, really? God forbid you should try and change that. Seriously. So they're, um, especially if they're older. Yeah. Oh, really? Do you think that's because of what they get foisted on them or what they've decided I they I think they've got like? to a point, And I, don't, I respect that. I don't mind that. I don't mind if someone says, this is exactly how I like this to be done that way. If you do this elongate my eyebrow I think this person knows they've seen enough pictures of themselves they know what they like and then they can close their eyes and I can get on with it so actually I quite like strong direct women so that's fine by me what you sometimes hate is the passive aggressive the smile of I really like what you've done there but no oh really so that's yeah that's the thing when you really can't work out what someone wants and then you start and they won't, they won't say no, they won't say no, but they no. will say, ah, oh, You thanks, wish someone but... would say, I love a red lip, it looks great on me, brilliant, that's fab, everyone knows where they are. But, well, yeah, I sometimes like that, but sometimes I don't, and right now I don't really. Oh, really? So, what yeah. about someone that sits down and goes, just do what you want? Um, love that, actually. Oh, really? Like that just because it makes me think they're confident and they trust you, and that's quite a nice place to be that they trust you and you sit there and so when people have done that to me it's made me in my life often try and do that to other people even if it's in a restaurant and a waiter says this soup is great and I think you know what I'm going to trust him so I've tried to pass that on or at the hairdressers it's quite nice when someone just looks at you and goes you know what I like like the cut of your jib yeah (laughs) and so I try to then pass that on when when I felt how nice it when I yeah when I realized how nice it felt for someone to say you know what I trust you do what you can do I felt that I wanted to then do the same. What was your journey into being a makeup artist? I mean, like, did you always want to do it or did you fall into it? I did. In um, Years and years ago, I worked in Miss Selfridge, which was part of Selfridges, and I worked on the makeup counter. Was it part of Selfridges? Yeah. 
I never knew that. That's like a really obviously twig. Yeah. So Miss Selfridge comes from Selfridges. Yeah. It was the younger version of. Why did I never know that? So it was attached to it. So it was the young teen kind of section. It had a makeup counter. And it had brilliant names for lipsticks. I feel like such an idiot. So sorry, there sorry. was an orange lipstick and it was called Mandarin Monroe. And they had um, <laughs> I like Ma- I've heard of a wine called Marilyn Merlot, That's which I brilliant. quite like. <laughs> yeah. And there was, um, Thatcher was in power at the time and there was a real lilac lipstick. And it was, called, it was like a lilac-y, bluey grey and it was called Iron Lady. And it was a massive seller. And... Um, I remember recently the very famous makeup artist Lisa Eldridge saying, does anyone remember Miss Selfridge makeup? And I got online and said, I remember this because I named my first car, which was an orange mini, Mandarin Monroe. Mandarin Monroe. And And what was Margaret Thatcher's one called? Iron Lady. Lady, obviously real so not only did she break balls, but she sold lipsticks. Yeah. I like that. And it was huge seller, (laughs) huge seller. And... um, I loved working on the makeup counter and I always wanted to do makeup and I read and bought Vogue and ID and Blitz magazine and every I was such a magazine junkie from a really young age and my sister was as well and my sister was five years older and we loved fashion and punk and you know I was obsessed with it and uh, that's what I always wanted to do and then I would do weddings and all I really wanted to do was pop videos. How old were you when you started doing um, weddings then? I was probably rubbish and about 20. And then I stopped and I started working in a record shop. Okay. And then I worked in um, the music industry for 10 years and I used to hire makeup artists. Um, and I used to think, Blimey, we're paying them a lot. <laughs> I want <laughs> some of that wedge. That? Really? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. I was looking through what I was paying people, uh, makeup artists. Ooh, sorry, to do. I just nudged the microphone there. That's completely my fault. So I'm professional. You were looking through um, I was how looking much? Through, yeah, what I was paying, well, what my department at Sony Music were, were paying makeup artists. And that was the good times, you know. And uh, I was thinking, God, they're getting a lot of money for a day's work. I could do that. And so when Sony merged with BMG, I took voluntary redundancy and I'd been there about 10 years and I used that redundancy money to retrain as a makeup artist. Oh, mate, where did you train then? I trained at a place called Glauca Rossi in London. Okay, is that um, a famous makeup place? Yeah, or? it is. Is it? She, trained, she used to do Paulie Yates' makeup. Oh, wow. The actual woman, Glauca Rossi, and did Paulie Yates' wedding to Michael Hutchins. Oh wow! So she's a mad Italian woman. Didn't like me at all. <laughs> I had a black and white Mohican, and she called me the punk. And I turned up too Polly, early. Polly Yates wasn't sort of a a, 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 t- a line tour by any means. But she was, yeah, she was big news, and she had this makeup school. And I went there, but I had finished working at Sony on the Friday, and I was frazzled. The last single and person that I worked with was Beyonce for Crazy in Love and oh, so really? I put together her whole so that's not that long ago is it that must it be 10 years ago 10 years last, ago we so did, you've only been doing it 10 years yeah. oh mad and you've already yeah. climbed up the the ladder that's amazing yeah so you, you did you worked with with, with um, Beyonce for Crazy yeah. in Love and from, a, the, from when she was about 16 years old I worked with Destiny's Child, and they were lovely, really lovely girls. Absolutely. Have you seen that that Vine of um, 
I think it's Kelly Rowling going, so hi, I'm the second lead singer. And it cuts <laughs> no. to Beyonce and Beyonce's rolling her eyes going, yeah, you are. You can well, just Kelly see Kelly always it. had a great sense of humour. Kelly had a really British sense of humour. Really? Really kind of piss-takey and funny and good-humoured. Really what did you good. do at Sony? Um, I was a radio plugger, which means I got radios played, um, songs played on the radio. Ah. National radio plugger, so for Radio One and Capital and Radio Two, and you were like, play this, play this, play this, play this. Yeah, so you'd have to go in and tell people the reasons why they should play it. So Radio One would maybe get two hundred records a week, and they'd put six on the playlist. Because I saw and that recently, because Madonna's latest single has not been allowed to be played on Radio One because she's Radio no One longer relevant. A, yeah, well, it has a demographic which used to be, I think, fifteen to twenty-four. I mean. I'm 10 years out of it. I could be wrong now, but and of I course, Madonna at 56. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, so I did that, and then I was a TV plugger, which is the same thing, but only for television. For I've made the I've made the leap, yeah. and that's when I was booking makeup artists for TV shows, oh. thinking, "Blimey, they get a lot of money. I like that. I want to do that." But that's quite cool. That sort of what you're interested in mm. and what you're doing suddenly matches up to push you to the path that and joins Sony the board. And Sony were really good with me when I left. They, you know promised to help me out because I'd been at Sony for 10 years and got on well with people and they gave me their artists to work on and to this day I still work with John Legend and I've worked with him for 10 years. And, oh really? Do you um, still see Beyonce? No, no I, I don't but Michelle did um, Strictly Come Dancing a few years ago. Okay. Which was is odd. That the other, is that the other Destiny's Child girl yeah. thing? Okay, Which was because odd. Because we had Catherine Ryan on and she was talking oh. about Beyonce well, because and I met the other... Catherine Ryan we, yes. for Let's Dance when she... The comic relief. Yeah, when she did yes. relief. She's a very funny lady. She's, She's been very on this funny podcast. and we love her a lot. She's a very good friend. So... Um, I've got a million questions to ask. I said this would happen. I said, come and chat and then something will happen and then we'll get on it. And I'll be like, so I want to know more about Destiny's Child and I want mm. to know more about makeup, but let's stick with the one at the minute. So okay. Beyonce and Michelle, you met at Strictly Come Dancing. Yes. And you knew... Um, I knew them all as Destiny's Child um, when they were four and when, when they, they were four. three. Yeah. Because the fourth was, one? There was, before Michelle came along, there was Latavia and Latoya. And Kelly and and Beyonce. So there was four, and then Latoya one. Latoya and Latoya. Who yeah, are they? Exactly. I'm sorry. <laughs> they were Destiny's Child. They were Wendy. Destiny's Child when Say My Name. They were in the Say My Name video. Shut sure. up. Yeah. So there was four in Destiny's Child. That's quite a revelation for and me. And Kelly and Beyonce were. I always thought great. They did were Kelly, really did professional. You, which one shoved them out? Who shoved them out? Come on, it's Beyonce. I don't know. I don't know who shoved them out. I really don't. Because I but, thought, like, um, her mum or her dad managed the band. I thought they were, like, kind of the Venus sisters. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were very much involved. Mom so when was Solange? Was Solange in the band? No, Solange wasn't. She Solange. sometimes used to... I said it wrong, sorry. I think she... she was, she's much... She was younger, so... But the mum used to do... Mum was Tina. Used to do the costumes. All I think, right. quite a lot. How did you get on with Tina? I didn't have a... I didn't work with her a lot. But they were all all right. You know, they were quite... They're hard workers, and I always see yeah, Beyonce interviews like no one works harder than I Beyonce. Always, like, okay. You know, they were. I remember them all being ill, going in to do a live lounge at Joe Wiley, and they all had colds and flu, and one had hurt their ankle dancing in heels, and they were they were good girls. You know, they worked hard, and right. and and kids and they though. Were. They were Teeny young kids. I can't actually say a bad word about them. They were. How would you gold. feel? Because you're a mother of a daughter. How mm. would you feel about your little one doing that? 
from an early age, I have installed feminism into my daughter. <laughs> we have long chats late at night, me and her, um, about women, about what it's like to be a strong woman, about being friendly and being supportive of other women and how it's really important. It's something that I've learned in later life. I think when I was younger, I was all about hanging out with the boys. Yeah. And I think it's something that I've learned as I've got older. And my mum never gave that to me. Have you ever, like, knowingly fucked over another woman? No. Have you ever... Do you know, because I look back and think, I don't think I've ever knowingly done it, but, like, in my 20s, I didn't have the same sense of responsibility you that I have now. I don't, I don't think you do in your 20s, but... Um, no, I haven't. But we were talking earlier on about how great it is that because we, we, we should yeah. really send our exes out into the world and be like, go find me a new friend. Yeah, yeah. Because they do all the groundwork. And if you yeah. if your ex gets on with someone, the chances are yes. you're going to get on with them too. Because this, la- is... this lady has, all, has also put up with the same crap that you did. <laughs> exactly. Well, the thing is, that's the one thing when um, me and your ex-husband broke up. Um, the kids had, my daughter and your kids had, had got on really well and it seemed a shame that as our relationship ended that the kids' relationship was going to end too. Mm-hmm. And I know my daughter was very upset about that and um, and I know you reached out and I was so pleased you did because I, it's so nice for the kids but it's nice for us too. Yeah. And also there's something bigger at play. I the know. great thing about being a mum I think is that you kind of know it's just not all about you and there's other people at play here and if you can make life easier for other people, sometimes your life ends up yeah, a little bit easier as well. I would well. have missed out on knowing a good woman if I didn't Well, you know, her. what can I say? Oh, yeah, no. um, so, okay, Sony, Beyonce, mm. all the, and John Legend, that's amazing. Oh, he's lovely, yeah. Is he? He is lovely, yeah. Because I read a story about him sending food trucks down to um, uh, New he's York when the policemen were protesting man. about that guy. He's a good man with good morals. We like that. He's a really decent we man. We were joking about it the other day there because mm. a friend of mine was saying about how what you find attractive in a man at 20 changes massively yes. when you hit your yeah. 30s. And when I met my husband, my current, let's call him my current husband. When I met my <laughs> current husband, um, my son put a football through a window and um, the glazier came around and said, it's going to cost you £200 to replace that pane of glass. And I was like, oh my God, I don't have a single mum, like scraping or mm. doing gigs for 50 yeah. quid, whatever, anyone, mm. like, and asking friends to babysit while I tried to pull in this money. And um, Stephen, my husband, said, um, don't worry, I'll do that. I'll fix it for you. I'll, I'll go and buy the pane of glass and the, the pane mm. of glass will cost you like 20 quid. And my good friend Lucy Porter said, oh my God. He's practical. That is so hot. It is though, isn't it? So hot. Oh God, get me a man that can put a shelf up. I know. (laughs) Well, seriously, we'll do anything for you. I don't need a fancy dinner. We were just talking about, you've got to marry a plumber nowadays. They're the only ones earning any money. Yes, marry a plumber. But also they can fix stuff in your house. Yeah, practical men. You need them. So, then you went into makeup. You went into makeup. Yes. And then you sort of just flew when you went to make up I started doing a lot of music because like I said Sony were great and um and I loved what's the first music video you did then because you said you wanted to get into music videos I loved doing black skin that was the one thing that I never learned at college and Ah. that's the one thing that I started doing one of the first people I ever worked with was Lamar who I still work with who's Lamar he's um... wife I did for his wedding and oh really yeah he was um oh I've forgotten what the name of the show was it was like I one of those... say a pop idol or something. But like it's that. one like that because yeah. he had that great... Um, Another really... If there is no justice yeah. in the... Is that, is that him? Genius. He's a lovely... 
And same thing. The loveliest man. Well, I heard recent. I was reading, I think, in the way that I read stuff that comes up. Um, Shirley Plates. Have you heard about this? No. So apparently all lighting is taken from a thing called Shirley's. Mm. And Shirley is the girl that they photographed initially. And she had white skin. And it's about the white meter and what you have to do to... uh, Not the white, the light meter for what you have to do for skin. And it's based on white skin. So whenever someone photographs, there's a joke about like... um, one of the most difficult things about being in a mixed race relationship mm. is having a photograph of you both together oh because God, yeah. a white guy, a white person and a, a black person together don't photograph well because one either looks overlit and one looks underlit or vice oh versa because, yeah. because you can't, yeah. the, you know, it's different lighting settings yeah. for both skins, which I didn't think about. And apparently yeah. the whole template for this is based on a thing called Shirley's, which is the white model, the girl who was used to sort of set again, yeah. the, the, the light meter. I have no idea. I don't know what it was, what I just, I loved. I think at the time I felt more confident doing black skin and, and doing black women because I loved using colour. And you could get away with using great colour on women. And if someone like Lily Cole had come in and sat in my chair as pale <laughs> as anything, that would have sent me into a fear really? spiral. Yeah, because, because black of, skin can look grey on camera if the makeup's can. bad, can't and it? So sometimes I know if John Legend's been travelling a lot and he's tired, his skin will look sometimes a bit ashy or grey, and I'll put colour into his face to make him look healthy. Oh wow! So I mean, there's just and I just liked that so then I worked with um Chris Brown who when I met him was lovely and adorable okay I don't know what went well the good thing about Chris Brown is that you don't have to cover up bruises on his face no exactly (laughs) I don't know what happened there didn't see that coming at all and neither did Rihanna yeah sorry 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 I've gone too harsh shocking (laughs) um and then Usher and so I think over the years when I've worked on big shows I've always kind of I don't know wanted, I love doing dark skin Asian skin black skin I, I just I always have done and it's something that we never learnt at college so that's something I just learnt as ah. we went so are you interested in stuff out of your comfort zone then that's interesting yeah. stuff you haven't learnt yeah I don't know why that I think because Sony gave me the opportunity and I was but come on they're yeah. Sony they're not going to give you the opportunity if you're going to be shit yeah, I don't know what that was. I'm, I, I don't know much about Sony, <laughs> mm. but I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that they're not going to take risks with an idiot. I, I might be wrong. <laughs> I know a lot of secrets. What can I say? Oh, really? Um, <laughs> who, I, tell me, who is like? I don't want. I don't want names, but you must. You've got lots of lovely people, and you've mentioned John Legend, and you've mentioned um, Destiny's Child, and how lovely they were. But there must be some people that you've worked with that you've gone absolute nightmare. Have you got any okay, stories? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to put it out there. If I could have written to Jennifer Aniston and said, "Do not go out with John Mayer," I would have done. Really. Because I disliked him more than I've disliked anyone ever. Really? Yep. Whereas and Katie I really Perry... don't care. Why? Why I turned down work with him when I was asked again to work with him because, and I'm a single mum and I was skint and I, I still like, refused I'm a gen- single mum and I would sleep with anyone. No, no, no. It's a money thing. It's a money thing. <laughs> and I wouldn't do his makeup really he was so rude that if you you know you want to say to Katy Perry and Jennifer please don't just go there because well Jennifer's safe now isn't she she's, I think she's marry safe someone. now but I don't know if Katy Perry's out of the woods yet and she seems like a nice girl that's oh god he was arrogant he was really, really? arrogant and really rude and and I really didn't like him at all and you have to touch his face 
Oh, you know. Because I always thought it was interesting how many actors end up with makeup or end up mm. or sort of end up sounds like it's the last option, but I don't mean mm. it like that, but sort of marry makeup artists. Yeah. And do you think that's... Because you guys are not only just putting makeup on people. You're very close to people and people... You know, like everyone would always say, they tell the hairdressers everything. I think that's the same thing. You're very close in proximity, but also um, you can feel when someone wants to talk. I worked with um, quite a famous actor that had done his um, directorial debut. And that morning, his film had been absolutely panned. And the PR girl, before I went in to do his makeup, gave me the heads up on the fact that he was in a foul mood. So, um, and why? And so you you work around someone, don't ask them too many questions. If they clear, you could tell he didn't want to talk. And so okay. you do a quick job, a thorough job, and you get out of the way. So there are things that, you're the last person most people see before they go on stage. That's a pretty big thing. You it sounds like a little thing, but it's massive. And strictly especially, I really notice it because... And also conf- really confidence-wise for people. Yeah. If you're panicking and nervous... And people, you're... on Strictly, especially those first few weeks, people are very nervous and they're exhausted. Those schedules, they are exhausted. They're away from their families. And I know it seems like a small thing, but if you're a mum and you're away from your kids constantly and you're feeling like you're... Or a dad, you know, a hands-on dad and you're away from your kids, it's, it is difficult. And I see them come in and sometimes they sit in a chair and they're exhausted and they can't speak. And sometimes they've got themselves in such a state. And so you... Strictly is a lot about calming people down and making people feel better. And, you know, I, they say, do you, did you see the dress run? Did you see when I messed up? And you go, I didn't see that. I didn't see that at all. And you do that really encouraging Rather than, thing. yeah, we did. we're all laughing yeah. about it. <laughs> no, you just really encourage them and make them feel well. And it is exhausting because you give and give and give all day long. And you go home, you think, what have I got left? Has anyone asked me how I am today, you know? Yeah. Um, but it is part of it. And I think it's a lot to do with it. But it lots really of actors is. do end up married to makeup artists, mm. don't they? I mean, it's, it's a thing. I don't know if that's if it's that contact or that touching or that just sort of sharing yeah, and you knowing really, how to read people. Yeah, it is. And it is an intimate thing as well because you are so close and you are touching someone's face. And, you know, I've shared a lot of fun and private moments with people that I wouldn't change for, you know, for the world, really. I've met some really interesting people and people that have been amazing fun. Has there anyone that you've met that's completely changed your outlook? On, like, not just on people, but on, like, on how you how you live? Because I do feel like with makeup artists, it's a really intense, close period of time. There is. I often, I think quite a lot about the person that I'm doing. I never take it for granted. I never just rock up like I can, like I know what I'm doing. You know, when I worked, I worked with Al Pacino and I was so nervous. Really? And it was him and they said, possibly Robert De Niro if he needs anything. Oh my God. So this was In the for, same day? Yeah. <gasps> I and was just I, wet myself. I sat in the hotel and I got there early, so I didn't want to be there. And I thought, he's short, don't wear heels, don't tower above but him. But he's sitting down. But I also thought for just going in the room, right, I didn't right. want to be towering above Sorry, him and point. meet him. I, so I had flat sandals on, I always remember. And I sat in the hotel and I waited for 
his PR lady to summon me, which summon is the right word. If anyone's ever met an American PR woman, you know how terrifying <laughs> they are. Are they? Yeah. I definitely. just think of the American PR women and um They're terrifying. Are they? <laughs> they just are, yeah. Do they talk to you like that many I just got a makeup and a click and and I went <gasps> running. But I'm honestly I was I'm used to that. And he was charming and funny and I was so nervous and he really he was so good. I want an opportunity to be my dad. He was so... Lo- and you know, he went into the bathroom after I'd done his hair and makeup and he went, I look gorgeous! Aww. And I just thought, oh, you're lovely. And then he put his... He went, wait. And he put his glasses on. And he was dressed so immaculately. And then he introduced me to um, 50 Cent and Robert De Niro. <laughs> and he Did said... Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I know. 50 Cent, Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. And me. <laughs> Just us four. You know when you think, I can't even explain how this has happened. But the What's fact that Fiddy I was, like? Well, lovely. He was lovely. Too. <laughs> and so I got Tara, this is Bob. Bob, this is Tara. Tara, this is Curtis. Curtis, this is Tara. And I'm thinking... Who's Curtis? Oh Curtis is Fid- 50, Fiddy, cent. 50 Cent. Okay, Fiddy or 50 And so cent. I was standing in the middle and you think, <laughs> say something funny. No, don't say anything. Say something funny. No, don't say anything. Just shut up. And I could feel myself going red, thinking, be cool. Be cool. Be cool. But... It's hard to be cool. And Al Pacino, uh, he was exactly how you want him to be. Amazing, exactly. amazing. That, that, that makes me so happy. Yeah. Because I've got a friend who's a journalist who said that she spent a day with... Um, do you know what I'm going to say? Cheryl Cole. There we go. I've said it. Cheryl Cole. <laughs> and she said it was a nightmare and she was very unpleasant and not very helpful at all. And left a couple of rude messages for the and then she said she had Cheryl Cole and a few days later she had I think it was J-Lo and she was Mm. thinking oh my god I've just had Cheryl Cole J-Lo is going to be a nightmare and apparently Jennifer Lopez was just grace personified and she has a theory that the the, the bigger the star and the bigger the talent the nicer they are I agree do you? yeah I do and when I worked in the music industry I did a lot of big artists like Destiny's but also J-Lo did used to come in as did Mariah into Sony and also a lot of young boy bands and if anyone was going to spit chewing gum out into my hand at a photo shoot and expect me to get rid of it for them with their saliva on it was a young boy band oh really it wouldn't have been J-Lo yeah so I always felt that when when people are really proving themselves or don't feel like they're taken seriously it's a lot of smoke and mirrors that they're more difficult because they're scared somebody's going to find out Really, and when you're there, and you're confident, there's nothing for anyone to find out. And and it's I always really did feel like isn't that. it? Yeah, I know my boss at the time went out to um, work with Bruce Springsteen and said he couldn't have been a nicer, more welcoming, brilliant man into his home. Oh, really? Patty was making cocktails for them and just lovely. And I just thought, when you get to that stage. When you're just confident in who you are and your talent and you're brilliant, then what is there to hide? What is there to bitch or moan about, really? Who's been your your, your worst person? Now, apart from John Muir, is, is anyone like because he was rude and mean? Is there anyone made it an absolute nightmare for you? Because I, I tell you, mm. I've got I've got a little quirk where um, mm. I have a lopsided um, 
bottom lip. I didn't mm. know I had a lopsided bottom lip until a makeup artist said, mm. do you find it difficult to put makeup on your bottom lip? Your bottom lip Because mm. it's lopsided. And I was kind of like, oh, many thanks, many thanks that. for that. That's yeah. a new thing for me to be paranoid about. I wouldn't but have now, told anyone that myself. Well, you know. I've got lopsided I haven't worked with her since. Funny enough, <laughs> Glauca Rossi, the tutor, when she went round and she would do makeup on me, she would never pick me because she said my top lip was longer than my bottom lip. And whenever I put red lipstick on, I realise it. I look like the Joker in red lipstick, which is why I never wear lipstick. Really? And I think I've got every colour lipstick under the sun. But why would it matter, though? Why does it matter? There's, but, there's no... but, but has put that in my head. Really? So if That's I was doing really someone, someone's makeup, I would never say, oh, I'd do that because you've got really tiny eyes. I always you? do my own lip line now. Mm. And I always say... Can I... And also Actually, I a lot like... of people do do their own oh, lip really? line and they tend to do it better I kind of feel artists. like I know my... Because like, makeup artists try and round my um, yeah. cupid's bow and I like it pointy. I think Just... when, when, whenever I've done models, they will take the mascara off you and do their own mascara and their own lip liner. But and I you know what? That's fine. Because they often do it really well they get right into the root of their eyelashes for the mascara and they'll do their lip line really the well the best mascara I've ever had applied is applied by my, my first of all mm. we were talking eyebrows earlier on mm. we are talking eyebrows because eyebrows frame the face and they're very yes. important and uh, my daughter made a, a, foray, a, a significant foray today into mm. the world of grown upness by having a little yeah. eyebrow eyebrow waxing, waxing. <laughs> <laughs> but um, mainly because both of us were bu- bullied as kids with yes, um, I was I had very very bushy eyebrows and I was told that it meant that I was going to hang and I was also something minor like hanging you're going to hang because your eyebrows (laughs) meet in the middle and you're a werewolf and that made me take to the imac myself and I imac'd my eyebrows secretly my older sister caught me and my mum spent the whole time at dinner looking at me saying what's wrong with you you look boss-eyed what's wrong with you and my sister piped up she imac'd her eyebrows just now and my eyebrows were so wide apart. Oh, really? They, they were shocking. They were shocking. But the, your eyebrows have grown back. They have, Quite a lot yeah. of them don't grow back. Yeah. I have my... Because I have... My eyebrows are like join in the middle and also come quite far down my eyes. <laughs> and I remember um, doing a show in Scotland, a comedy show in Scotland. And, and one day on set was a drag queen. He was like, listen, get a friend. Like he'd been spent a lot of time in New York. So he's kind of sassy <laughs> and glad to be Jen and... But like a New York drag queen, but very direct and said, listen, girlfriend, you need to sort out your eyebrows because um, your, your eyebrows are sleeping on your eyes. You need to sort that out. And he put my head backwards over the makeup chair and did them back to front. Does that make sense? He yes, leaned yeah. over the top of my and yeah. he just took them all the way under there. And it, and lifts. it lifts your yeah. eyes and it makes them look more open. Yeah. And I would never have believed it in a million years. We're going to go, oh. Yeah. Because even, even if there's very fine blonde hairs if you have them waxed or threaded it still lifts completely it's, it's bizarre know. isn't it yeah. you don't know about that eyebrows but are so too important. much away then it looks scary i know you want to say to every young person don't over pluck your eyebrows it's the worst mistake it's bizarre you know and, and yeah. like guys would be like oh jesus i saw a guy tweeted the other day there ladies why are you filling in your eyebrows we can see and I'm thinking that's such a guy thing. Like, we mm. give a fuck if you can see. We're not doing yeah. it for you. <laughs> I know. I don't want a big patch. Listen. Yeah. I'm of an age where my eyebrows are getting a bit patchy <laughs> because of the hormones. I need to fill those in. Yeah. And I don't care what anyone yeah. else says. Well, no, I need to I just want it. Because I don't want to see the patch. Yeah. It's not for anyone else. The patch covering up is for me. Yeah. 
It's the same reason why I thread my moustache. Because I don't want to walk around with a moustache. With a tash, you, you know. You all women do it. You know, we just all do it in secret. And My friend was coming through on. Hong Kong airport and she's a makeup artist actually. And I find it really, because I, I think I'm quite friendly with quite a few makeup artists mm. because I do like that sort of, what I love about being friends with makeup artists is that you don't do that. So how was your day? And the friendship's not a long, slow build. It's kind of <laughs> in from, hi, how are you? To, oh my God, I had a smear yeah. today and it was a nightmare. And that's in, that can happen in the space yeah. of three hours. Yeah. And, you know, with three kids, I don't have the time for these long burn friendships. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she is a makeup artist and she was going to Hong Kong, went to Hong Kong, had a lovely holiday in Hong Kong. On the way back through passport control, the guy checked her passport and um, her little moustache had been bleached in the sun. So she had a dark <laughs> tan and a white white tash. And the passport man went, ha ha, you have a moustache. <laughs> Can we just let it slide? Oh God! Shocker. But um, so from your your like um, so you also you're like good friends with Simon Pegg and all that kind of stuff. You've done yeah. Do you do all his makeup? Yeah, now? I've worked with Simon for about but is ten it, years. Do you think yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting for people to find that the boys have makeup done? Yes, boys do have makeup. There is a trick I think to doing boys makeup, and that's not lightening too much under their eyes. Whereas us women, we go for that highlighter pen and we try and eradicate any dark circles under our eyes. And I think if you do that with guys, then they lose their guyness. Oh, really? Do they ask so, for... Is there any requests, specific requests boys, like of, guys have? Um, older men, if they're going grey and they've tinted their hair a bit blonde, quite a famous director that I work with a lot, who's lovely, gave me direction the first time I met him, of, I, I want you to fill in my eyebrows filling my beard my sideburns I like a bit of shade in there that and then sat there and let me do it and he was great and I thought well as a director that's perfect because you've just told me exactly what you want and you've trusted me he sat there with his eyes closed I've done it and he said perfect that's great so a bit of taking the edge off the silver coming through in a beard just so it's maybe light so you wouldn't like that recommend that just for men or whatever to dye the beard not so much no but um yeah, I mean, there's there's lots of things now, and I've done, you know, you touch up any greyness in the hair, maybe, and just even touch asking, up. Does that mean like get rid of it? Sometimes it depends. Sometimes it's a full-on powder that someone travels with, and they're very used to covering up their hair and their bald spots with. A hair powder. How? I'm not grassing anyone up the on bus. this. Stop. Hold the bus here. There's a powder you can get for covering up bald spots. Yeah. Shut up. There is. Loads of men use it. Loads of normal, everyday men use it as well. Really? Yeah. If your hair is thinning, it can make it look thicker, more dense. So you pile a powder on your head yeah. and then you touch up your... Um, yeah. Would you say men or women are more vain? Which one? It's going to be guys, isn't it? Do you know it? what, though? It is, it's, yeah, guys are quite vain. But um, the other thing is you kind of have to do their makeup like you're not really doing their makeup. How in a sense How that, does that work for you okay. when you're standing in front of them with so a wand? So this is the thing. If they're, 
if they do the big um oh god i don't even know why i'm getting makeup i never have makeup oh i don't know you know you kind of do think, they do that a lot calm down you do have makeup Jesus. you know the score just sit there and if you've been on telly it be an advert anything you've had makeup it's as simple as that so it's evening out skin tone covering spots that little bit of red that we all get around our nose you know, just tidying. I remember up, reading an article with them, and tidying, I think. Elizabeth Hurley, and her saying, "Well, the problem with me, well, in the article it was mm. written, but I could imagine her saying it. And of course, I was mm. boiling inside. I go, well, the problem with me is that I've got a really even skin tone, so mm, I yeah. need to. What a yeah. shame that how is. Diff- how traumatic for you? Oh God! <laughs> so she needed a bit of a colours. I in hate cheeks. having yeah. even skin tone. It's the bane of my life. Oh, I'd rather use foundation yeah, to even kind of that like, out. Fuck off. Oh, I know. Waking up in the morning with an even skin tone. How oh, what a hardship for you. Oh, God. That must be like, so that must be worse than yeah. beautiful. It must be worse than finding money for bills. <laughs> Did she honestly say <laughs> yeah. that? Yeah. Oh. Anyway, I, was, I read it and was like, oh, fuck off. But anyway, so mm. you were saying that men who don't have don't have makeup often. I'm writing these things down so that I can remember. Because <laughs> I'll write a little bit of intro to the podcast and that's why I'm writing. But um, yeah, I mean, men so, don't have makeup and then complain about having makeup and yeah. then are used to having makeup. They, I think, they worry that if they don't tell you that they don't normally have makeup, that you will think that they're homosexual. Really? Yeah, and and that's a bad thing, obviously. I know, but they seem to think <laughs> that that I will think that they're less of a man if they're used to having makeup put on. I put makeup on men constantly it means nothing to me sit down let me get on with it and then we all get out of here earlier a decent, you know? time, a decent time yeah and and there's no need for that at all because we're all here we all know what we've got to do yeah that's just the way it is and and it doesn't emasculate a- anyone putting makeup on i, I don't understand cruise? that and why would i think that for a second have you ever done tom cruise no no haven't. Okay, but I have only heard good things about him, so really? I'm, I'm on the side of him being a good guy. I'm sure he is. I mean, I'm sure. I don't think you get to be that massive with a, you know, in the same way that everyone says politicians are really stupid. I don't think you get that far no. in politics if you're not bright. I might not agree with you, and I might not like what you do, but I don't think you can be thick. Mm. In the same way, I don't think stars can yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. I don't vile. think you get to that, and also. There's a lot of evidence to say, you know, he spends a lot of time out with fans. He doesn't seem to shun people. I think he's a good guy, you know. He seems that way. I've he never met him, but I think he probably is. There's people that you look at and you think, oh, I kind of like you. I don't care I Yeah, care what you're into. It's fine. Whatever, whatever floats your boat. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and as a makeup artist, obviously, you're just saying you sit in that you're the last point of contact before anyone goes out and does their big thing. Yeah. Has anyone dumped something massive on you before they go? Or No, I did have a very famous French actor. I went to his room before a premiere to do his makeup and he sat naked. He walked out of the shower naked, sat down in the chair naked. I think I can guess who this is, but I don't want to say. <laughs> talk about this okay. after. I'll tell you what I saw after. <laughs> um, and I went all mumsy and got a big nylon hairdresser's gown and went, come on then, let's just put this gown on and cover you up. Right. And I put the gown right over him and covered him up and pretend like I hadn't no seen anything yeah. and got on with his makeup and and shipped out afterwards and... and Rung up all my friends. 
<laughs> you'll never guess what just happened to me. Exactly. No, but I mean, like sort of emotional stuff, though. I mean, you must have to sort of yeah. patch up people's faces after. Because I was just thinking about like, yes. the amount of stuff that people get really sad about, like very public breakups, yeah, and the press yeah. are brutal when someone's going through something horrible. Yeah. They and, really are. I think you really have to try and see that side of people. You know, a really human side that... that I have very little time for the press. I haven't bought a tabloid paper for over 20 years. I refuse to be part of it or buy into it. Sometimes I could be doing makeup for people that I have no idea who they are until I Google them the night before because I don't watch thing, certain yeah. things on TV. Um, so I I am quite strict like that. And... Uh, I think I like to meet someone and not and have anyone else's yeah. opinion of them. And and I think on the whole that stood me in good stead because how I meet someone and how they are, when they sit down in my chair and how I... That's, that's all I can take, isn't it, from yeah. what I've had with them for 15 minutes if it's a guy or if it's an hour with a girl. And, and a lot of the time especially with Strictly more than anything else, that hour we have, and, you know, we start at nine in the morning for a seven o'clock show and we film, you know, the later shows as well. And you really do, over the 12, 13 weeks, get to know people really well. And there are times when they're really hounded and there are times when they're exhausted or them and their partner don't get on and their partner is quite tough with them. I've seen, you know, a lot of girls not being able to deal with their partner sometimes because the partners hard. want to win and and want the best for them too but it's not always the way that it's put across sometimes so you are patching people and when I did the voice a lot of the girls that were very young you know 16 and being away from home and living in a house with other you know other contestants and they're away from home and they're working out how to get the tube in London because they're not from London, or the bus. That's a big step. And working out what budget they've got for food that week and to not spend it all on the first day and buy pasta for the week and stuff like that, that they're thrown into it. And, um, God. And seeing lots of tears and, and you think, oh, please don't cry, I've just done a wonderful black eye on you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't or mean to be less callous. than that, yeah. <laughs> this is going to really affect my work. But, but sometimes you really did feel that you really are holding people together and you know what i never mind doing that really? i would never begrudge that and i never mind doing it is over it, the do years, you think it's one of the part people, of your job that you yeah it is and i think it it has to be part of your job if you don't do it as a makeup artist then you're missing out something personally because what you learn and grow from yourself but being able to give something good back to people as well i don't think that's forgotten we all remember people that have been good or listened over the years and I hoped I hope to be that for somebody mm. at some point so if I have that's fine and I'll always give it without you know just unconditionally yeah because I think that's the right way to live but and also you're taking your like you've been a makeup a successful makeup artist now for a long time and mm. you're moving on with that you're 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 taking it on and you've got like I I know because of my work that mm. you get work with a makeup artist who's an assistant and then yes. 10 years, you know, six years later, she's not an assistant. She's a, a, yeah. a designer and yeah. then she's the boss. Yeah. And and you know what? I'm very aware of how this is and, and youth and, uh, you know, I, I know the 
I've had great assistants over the years and they're brilliant. And they are the ones without the kids that can be out partying and networking and doing all the stuff when I go home of a night and go home to my daughter and and they're out and, and they can do that better than I can and fair play to them. And they're good fun and they're a laugh and they've got no no baggage. But you wouldn't want to be doing that now anyway, would you? <laughs> well, maybe they are now. Sometimes, no. But I you're also teaching, you're yeah. saying earlier on you're teaching now as well. I am teaching and I really love it. I was really nervous when I first taught. And um, you kind of forget what you know until you start teaching to people that don't know anything. And I really love the girls that are, that are in the, the classes. And they're creative and I'm seeing something in them that um, is making me think differently about makeup. Seeing the way they think about something. And, and, and pulling looks back from... Um, I don't know, we did something last week that was John Galliano's show um, from 2008. And they loved it. And Pinterest, oh, how much I love Pinterest. I'm on Pinterest all the time. I love Pinterest. It's, it's it. a new thing with me. If, but then it's like... if I'm awake at two in the morning, I'm on Pinterest. That's yeah. what I'm doing, you know. And then... <laughs> and I, think, uh, I can't sleep. Or maybe it's because I'm shining a torch in my face. I know, I know. <laughs> it's my porn. Yeah. Pinterest. Um, love it. Love so where do you see where do you see it like from teaching? Do you see yourself doing more of that, or is there another direction that you're moving in? It's uh, I love teaching, I really do, and it's something that's come out of the blue that I didn't know how much I would enjoy, and I really do. And um, I love, I, you know, I really like the kids. I, first of all, I felt I, I like their energy, and they're good fun, and the funny things they say, and they say, "Miss, can we listen to some music?" Like, yeah of course you can and they put something on and I think oh Jesus this is awful you know, and really? I just think, don't say anything don't sound uncool you know because they're listening to something and they're all kind of singing along and um but they've done some really good work and it's quite it's quite fun watching how they interpret something when I if I give them a brief and how they interpret it it's really nice not just being from my point of view see and when I'm doing a demonstration they're all listening and Miss, what about this? And when you're on Strictly, do you do this? And what about that? And oh, really? It's um, and you're doing a course now as well, though. So you've gone from yeah. make so you've gone from <laughs> being the makeup makeup assistant to makeup designer with all mm. your assistants, and now you're teaching. And now and now I've started um, four years training to be a psychotherapist, which I find interesting because I think mm. after all the shit that actors and people have mm. dumped on you, you must have some kind of skill there that prepares yeah. you or that makes that the obvious next step or I think the listening thing the the, the thing I've learned and honestly I only started the course in January and it's you know there's four years to to get through but I absolutely love it we you know the hardest thing is listening oh really because when someone's telling you something and it's emotional upsetting what you want to do is say oh god I know how you feel or god that happened to me and you or you want to give them reassurance that they feel all right and and what we learned was um you're not an expert on somebody else's problems oh, only that person 
is an expert on their problems. I think I'm the expert on everyone's I know, problems. I That'd be a nightmare. I'm like, okay, here's what you're going to do. See, Change your number and tell them to fuck off. Exactly. I'd be a I terrible therapist. I don't know. We had to do three minutes of just listening <laughs> and not speaking back. And I was almost pulling my fingernails out because I didn't know what to do. I was like, I can't listen. I'm, I, I could feel myself glaring at the, at the other girl because I wanted her to know I'm really listening to you I'm really listening I'm really trying hard not to tell you what to do with your life because you know I've sat there to my friends and gone leave him he's a shit or you know um I think I've all done you that know. but it's the hardest thing I always the kids you can't be tickled you can't tickle yourself and you yeah. can't take your own advice yes it's the only two things you can't do That's for so yourself true. Yeah. I don't have great words of wisdom. Of course, Wendy's words of wisdom is all about your wisdom. But there's a little nugget of that's that's the, that's the depth of my shallowness that we're plowing tonight. You can't tickle yourself and you can't take your own advice. But um, do you feel that being a makeup artist and listening to all that has stood you in good stead? Yes. I think I've found a um, tolerance that I didn't have when I was younger. Um, is that age or makeup artistry? Or is it another thing that you found where you've just collected all your skills together and moved on no, to the next I stage? I think it is makeup as well because I've gone through those times of getting to a point where I felt really confident in my job. And any given day you can walk into work and be floored by someone and then feel absolutely shit about what you do and that you're rubbish at everything. And even makeup artists I know that have been doing it for 10, 20, 25 years still think that they can go into work one day and someone can say something and it can pull you down and then you think, God, I'm rubbish at what I do. So there's that real thing of, you know, not every day you go and thinking, I've been doing this for years, I can do anything. Tell me oh, what really? you want. You know, smoky eye can do that. And then someone can say, well, that's not how I wanted it. Or no, that I wanted a smoky eye, but I didn't want it like that. You know, and... And then can just say a few things that pull you down to such a point. And of course, you're not to, you don't argue with the person because they're the famous person and you're easily interchangeable. Um, It can replace a makeup artist easier than they'll replace the actress. So I'm very aware of where I am. I'm very aware of what my role is. And how easily replaceable I am. Have you just not minded? Have you ever been in a situation where you're just not minded being replaceable? Yeah. <laughs> I think sometimes you just think, oh, some, just fire me from this. There's a re- there was, I think, the last series of The Voice, we were all just thinking, please. Kill me. Kill me. Kill me now. Yeah. I am, um, one of my first jobs, on a, one of the first films I did, I was chatting with a makeup artist and... I thought we had a really good connection and I was really excited. She was like, well, let's meet up for a drink. And I thought, oh, I've got a new friend. It's going to be amazing. Never heard from her again. <laughs> Never heard from her again. Yeah. Just but one of that... those things where I was like, oh. And you know like, when, but I remember when I first got into sort of acting and stuff, I remember doing an audition and this woman saying, oh, darling, I must send you it. It's a great book I'm reading. I must send it to you. I'll send you the book. And we're thinking, oh, how nice. And telling my agent, my agent was like, you're never going to get that mm. fucking book. You know that. No. And I just, and I, no. it still takes me by surprise that people are over friendly with no backup sometimes in this business. Yeah. And, and sometimes I really feel at the end of the run of Strictly, you've got to know people so, so well 
And I suppose that happens on a film while so many people have close relationships on a film because you get so close and you get used to someone's humour. You get used to someone sitting in your chair thinking they want to put their headphones on. Like a lot of the pro dancers put their headphones on and close their eyes and they're going through steps in their head. Really? And you can see the difference of when they're thinking, I need to concentrate, I need to just think about what I'm doing. And they sit there and you think, fine they just need to switch off and some people need to get it out and it is that thing of kind of gauging what someone needs it's no point driving somebody mad talking to them because you're going to irritate the hell out of them but then that's 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 obviously serving you well for the psychotherapy then because you know what to do you're reading people and the same with the comics we read people yeah like i did a gig on tuesday in belfast Mm. and there was a big massive room with pockets of sort of disruption all over the place and i found myself going Right, I'm now talking to the left, I've got my eyes on you guys. And I'm now talking to the top right, and I've got my eyes on you so guys. So you address the pockets of... Yeah, it, you shut them up. People yeah. stop talking if you look at them. If they think you're looking at them. I'm yes. not looking at them, I can't see them. But I have to make it look like I'm addressing yeah. what's going on over there so I can I shut them up. I go to clubs a lot, and me and my friends sit there and go, don't sit in the front row. Yeah, don't sit in the from. front. No. But then I, I, always think I'm, I always think I'm just chatting to people, and then after the show, someone will come up and go, you picked on me. And I'm like, I so didn't. Mm. I just said... Do you have kids? I have kids too. Yeah, you know, and, yeah. and but people are like, oh, you made me, you know. But, you but think, you I think it's interesting me, as, you, as you're saying that you can read when someone sits in your chair, and that must serve yeah, you well as a psychotherapist. Uh, there was one actor that was so stressed, and it was for the Jonathan Ross show. I won't name him, but um, this oh, was on, years ago. Give no, us a it tip. Was years it. ago, oh, I won't. It was years ago. We've, and, we've got um, John Mayer. Is that the best we're going to do? We hate John Mayer. <laughs> Yeah, because I really don't care. Can't <laughs> really give a shit. Um, he was he was too rude for me to ever care about worrying about getting that job back, you know. Um, but this other guy was was very very stressed, and we had about three minutes to do his makeup before he we went on Jonathan Ross show. And um, this was years ago, about five years ago. And I knew that if I started to touch his face or prod him with makeup brushes, he was going to explode. And the runner kept coming in saying, you've got five minutes, you've got five minutes. And I thought, I'm going to either do this in 30 seconds, let him calm down for two minutes and then do this in a minute. Or if I start touching him and putting him now, when honestly, he had steam coming out of his ears. If I had touched him at that point, even if we had five minutes, it would have been pointless because he would have screamed at me. Like he needed to calm down for a few minutes. And I thought I need to do a rush job on this at the last minute and let him have two minutes to calm down. Because if I go near him now, you could see it. You can see when, you know what it's like when yeah. someone sits down and they're agitated. Well, I don't know, upset, but you do. stressed. You just can see it. You can I'd see be, it. Like, I'd be like, hi, you seem uptight, what's up? <laughs> Sometimes you're doing people's makeup and they've got their eyes closed, but their, but their brow is furrowed. And you think, just relax, just relax, you know. Just You can see the tension when they tighten their jaw, their eye. You can see it in someone's face. You can see pain, you can see upset, you can see it all. And uh, it's you have to respect that. You have to. Because it's well, not going to make well, the you, person You don't have better. to. You, you do it because you're good at what you do. So Hopefully. we're going to have to wrap this up because we've got children waiting to see a movie. Yes. <laughs> Showbiz. <laughs> um, I want to, before, to wrap this up. It's been so lovely talking to you. I've been, I think I'm going to have to get you back because I want to know more about Al Pacino and <laughs> Robert De Niro who are going to be my future fathers because obviously there's a vacancy <laughs> yes. now that mine's gone. 
Um, I want to know if you have any advice for anyone who wants to be a makeup artist. I know quite a lot of YouTubers I've discovered recently. Yeah. It's a thing of tutorials. Do you do that? No, I don't do that, but I've watched a lot. Um, I think there's great ones to watch. And if you're going to look at tutorials, watch Lisa Eldridge. Lisa Eldridge. She's amazing. I know that name. You'll know her. She does everyone that's anyone. She does Kate Winslet. She does... Um, well, just every famous, gorgeous actress. Okay, and Lisa Eldridge. Her, her videos, her advice is not patronising. It's brilliant, it's clear, it's concise. It tells you what products she's using, how to use them. From days when you've got PMS, there'll be a video about when you look really blotchy and pale. Oh, what do you put on people everything. who turn up with a hangover? Well, you try. You kind of put less is more on sometimes when when you're feeling that rough. Is it true about like um, putting hemorrhoid cream on puffy eyes? I haven't used it. I I know two things from when I trained. Let me explain masses. that. Let me explain that. Sorry. The um the theory is that if mm. you have puffy eyes, correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. you're supposed to put hemorrhoid cream on it because the cream shrinks hemorrhoids and apparently really it shrinks think, puffy yeah. eyes. But I have never. I've been too scared to put like I bum cream find on my eyes. That if you sleep on higher pillows because of the lymph drainage the wells under your eyes tend to drain down so the more pillows you sleep on the more chance you've got of getting a slack neck but not puffy eyes so it's a trade-off is it yeah. slack neck but, but if not you puffy lay eyes. flat you're more likely to get puffy eyes but a tight neck but a tighter neck <laughs> so okay there we go you've got to make those choices tight neck and be puffy eyes yeah. but, um, and if someone wants to what, what's the best advice for somebody who wants to be a makeup artist and get into sort of and not just like a makeup mm. artist like to the like, I know Charlotte Tilbury does her mm. own range and she's amazing yeah. but a jobbing working makeup artist that works every day and you know our, there, our eyes is, off. there is a bit of you know there is luck in that as well but there's hard work as well always be prepared to you know in those first few years to work for free I worked for free a lot you know really I really did and you know to be tenacious and follow people that you like on Twitter have a look at the person's name at the end of the TV show that's the makeup designer um, makeup designer on Strictly is a lady called Lisa Armstrong Lisa Armstrong's going to get loads of emails after. <laughs> Who's amazing and has been my boss for many years on The Voice and on Strictly, and he's brilliant. And I feel really lucky to be part of a team. Um, makeup designers have teams that work under them, and okay. they'll bring maybe five or eight makeup artists. So on a big show. And where do you teach? I teach at the Delamar Academy in Delamar e- Academy in Ealing Studios in London. Oh, the famous Ealing Studios. And, um, yeah, they do hair, makeup, prosthetics. I mean, everything. It's brilliant fun, and they've got great teachers. And they keep their teachers very relevant. Teachers that, they're very good if you've got a day's work and you said you're going to go in, but you're off to do something fabulous because they want their teachers to be relevant and working and doing... It's you know, so cool because I remember so. like when I first started out, if somebody was teaching, you'd think that they weren't cutting the mustard mm. because they were teaching. Mm. And now I do something, I help like kids write in a, in a theatre mm. company, but I always, you know, when if a job comes in and I can't do it, I'm always mortified that I've yeah. cancelled that lesson. But they're always happy because they're employing people who are working in the industry yeah. and that seems to be more important. Well, because, than... the, you know, for the girls that I'm teaching you know last week 
I couldn't do something. It was really high profile photo shoot with a really very famous um, French photographer. Who are you? Who are you photographing? I can't on, say because the photographs come out on Women's Day on March the eighth, and there will be International Women's Day. Yeah. Amazing, March the 8th. March the 8th. Yeah. A very, get on board for that. Also check out um, the WE Network. They're doing lots of great stuff for women. And what the WE Network do is they do a great thing for women, which is about getting to where you're getting, but not pulling the ladder up behind you. Because so far we've been mm. so worried as women that we had limited chances that we've got to where we want to be and we've pulled the ladder up. Whereas the WE Network do great work in going check me, I'm at the top of the pyramid, mm. come up, this is where to get. Yeah. So check the, the WE Network, W-I-E, uh, network.com check that out but that's another plug for something else but <laughs> International Women's Day March the 8th there's yeah it's been I forgot what I was saying I sorry was you were talking that. about an amazing photo shoot with oh, a French yeah. photographer so I, I was to... trying to get the name of what it was but you wouldn't give it away because you're too professional I hate that um, <laughs> just because it hasn't come out yet so it's embargoed and I don't want to stitch myself up um, uh, the photographer's called Bridget Lecomte and she's uh, she, you know, photographs everyone that's anyone, a lot of Vanity Fair stuff as well, and, you know, presidents and A-list actors and stuff. So she's fab. And and it was it was nerve-wracking to, to work for her, but she was cool. She really was cool. Uh, scary. I was scared. I must Good. Admit. Great, but, strong but, women working yeah, together. Yeah, it was great. The whole room was full. It was only women strong amazing independent intelligent women and it was a really good room to be in really good thank you so much for talking to us tara it's been lovely mm-hmm. time has flown by that's just been talking for an hour now it doesn't seem like that no, i'm going to get you back no. at some point if there's any questions you guys know what to do you can just email me um, on my website if you're interested in getting into makeup check out the dillamar academy ailing studios YouTube Lisa Eldridge. Have a look at what Lisa Armstrong does. She's a makeup artist, uh, makeup designer on Strictly and also on The Voice. She's mm-hmm. got that team behind her. If there's anything else you want to know, tweet me at www.twitter forward slash Wendy underscore Wasting. You can also follow Tara on Twitter. What's your Twitter handle? Um, Tara H Makeup. Tara H Makeup. There you go. There you have it. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.